0: om sahana bhavatu sahana sahaviryam karavavahi tejasvinavati tamasmavir vishavahi om shanti 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 Welcome, everyone, to this Sunday morning's class, class 77 from the book Vedanta Treaties, chapter 19, The Illusions, Maya. World and Illusion. Vedanta states that the waker cannot claim the waking world any more real than the dreamer and his dream world. That this world is Maya, just an illusion dream. That's what we covered a couple of classes ago. Now who has any questions? Pimple, you had a question.
1: Yeah so I posted a question on the chat which was what does a self-realized person see when they look upon this world? When we live in this world we carry on with our duties and responsibilities and we carry on But what does a self-realized person see when they see us like do they see headless chickens running around doing something that we don't need to do or or you know or do they see peace and serenity
0: (laughs) very good question who would like to uh comment on that question what does the self-realized person see if this world is waking world is a dream let me put it another way when the Person wakes up from the dream, what does he think of the dream? The person, what was happening in the dream? So, similarly, when a self realized soul wakes up, what does he see? Which is Dimple's question, correct? Yeah, I would like to uh, comment on that. Does everyone understand the question? Good. Okay. Any ideas? Josh I'm in.
2: Headless chickens, basically.
0: Headless chickens. Elaborate, because I don't have a chicken's head.
2: (laughs) I think we're too busy, involved in everything in the world. I mean, yes, you do have duties and responsibilities, but they would always be at peace. They wouldn't get affected by anything that happens emotionally or that they'd still have empathy, but they'll perform everything that they need to provide the support emotionally like for children and anything or somebody going through a hard time or whatever but they won't let anything affect them or nothing affects them as much so they're always at peace within
0: yeah anybody else what does a self how does a self-realized person see the world good question you need to you all need to know the answer don't you Deepa
2: I, w- I would say it's they're just witnessing the world as in like when we go to see a stage show or a movie, we're not involved in it. Um, just seeing everything happening around us and not f- being affected by it. Yeah. Similar
0: to what I'm just having said. Um Yeah. Uh, but they, still, they still see the world, don't they, really? Yeah you yeah, something to
2: say? They see the world, but they see nothing but Brahman. Mm-hmm. So the focus, like they were saying seeing the screen. Yeah. If they're going to see a movie. They understand the movie is going on, but they see the screen yeah. behind everything. So they see nothing but Brahman.
0: Nothing but Brahman. Nothing but Brahman. Simple as the answer your question. It's hard for us to understand the answer, if I'm honest with you, because we're not there. It's the same as asking the person in the dream, how does the waker feel when he wakes up? How can the dream person in the dream understand the answer? You're all right, because that's what self-realized souls have stated.
1: Um, View the world that way, um, only because there's so much going on in the world like wars and fighting and people dying, like what's going on now, you know, in certain countries. So when we say we feel emotion and we think "Oh, you know, but it's to be in that state where you can see something else other than that, you know, Um, I think that's where a lot of people want to be, where they can see beyond that. Yeah, absolutely
0: we would only know when we get to there that's the thing you see we can speculate yeah but what joshnabin and Dipabin and sitl said is correct that they don't see all this nonsense going on they just see life you know as people as uh, you said people running around getting involved and he sees it from the perspective as a detached from everything he'll still continue with his responsibilities, he'll still have to, um, whatever he's created, his family or business, whatever he, but he does everything objectively, without getting involved. Total peace, calm, happiness. But like I said, Very difficult for us to understand from the state of being involved in this world, in this waking world. We can only speculate. We can't understand it. Unless you have some idea of last week's class and this week's class, if you get a grip of it, then you'll have some understanding of what he sees or that person sees, which is quite difficult um, unless you put a lot of effort in. Kevin.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say I think it also comes down to I think when you get to that state, you just have the understanding that whatever is around you is a temporary state, it's nothing is permanent. And you know that there is um, a state past this where there's eternal bliss and happiness, right? So yeah, I mean, I, like I agree with everyone's answers that you just watch and you part you don't participate, you don't get involved. but. That understanding of of knowing that whatever is happening today, all the stuff that we see around us, the tragedies and all of that, it's just temporary, right?
0: And, And it's just something that we all have to go through. Absolutely, thank you. Anybody else? Okay, I'll give you an example. See if we can get some idea. We won't get 100%. You're having a dream. You're involved in the dream. Something's happening in the dream. Suddenly you wake up. Oh, that was a nightmare. Oh, that dream was really good. Wonder what happens afterwards. But you're awake now and you have this ability because you're half awake to go back into that dream state, isn't it? But now, how do you observe the dream when you're in it now? Are you just as involved as you were when you weren't awake? You're objective. You see things happening and you think, this is crazy, this is funny people behaving in certain ways, how does it feel to you when you go back into that dream, knowing it's a dream now? You with me, Dimple? Yeah, we've all been there. You wake up, but you wanna know what's going on and you go back into the dream, because you can, you're only half awake, yeah? How are you behaving now in that dream? Completely different, isn't it? You're not you are not involved, you're objective. Whatever is going on, you don't get involved. You know it's only a dream. Similarly, a person who becomes self-realized, when he goes back into the world, this is how he behaves. He knows it's a dream. He knows it's an illusion. He, he's objective, happy, knowing it's not a real state, because he's woken up from that. Does that give you some, some idea, simple, something to think about? Okay.
1: Yes, definitely something to think about.
0: Analogy will give you some perception of what it is. Okay, any other questions? Uh, Dharamesh, you other question. Last week, remember I said you were asking a question about the fourth state and I, I didn't answer it. I'm not sure what
3: I said, so I know it was the question about, is it, how do we know it's real, or how do we know the people is real? Like any religion, someone says this is real. You have to take some person's view that it's real, and I think that's a bit. I question.
0: First of all, it's up to you to understand and um, use your thinking capacity to work out if it's real or not. Just so because some, someone says so doesn't mean you have to believe it first of all yeah so that statement is incorrect and it's the people who do believe without thinking the gullible people yeah but they're not thinking this is the problem so religion in fact i I was gonna i've got a statement in here today is one man's word it's one person's word You have to think. Is it right for me? person who doesn't think will jump into it. Yeah, tamish So similarly, what we're studying now, you can say, well, is this real? Which is your question, isn't it? Yeah? Indirectly, this is your question. What to say this is real and it's it's a fundamental question that all of you should be asking just because i wear a mara and a dutti doesn't mean it's real because i'm saying it yeah you have to question it you have to think about it if it makes sense to you then you follow it and also unlike religion where it's one person's word you read the open the statements are from various people from various times experiencing the same thing in a similar way so then you have to think well all these people cannot be wrong these great saints this they're saying the same thing they're experiencing the same thing i must investigate does it make sense and that's your prerogative
3: Yeah. Is it okay, Damesh? Yes, yes, it is. I think i got to a bit where I question everything now. Yeah,
0: you should.
3: The question is, is this line or thing going to get me to where I want? And the answer is, I'm not sure. So like everything, you know, you work towards a goal yeah. and you take up other information
0: from wherever you can find it. So, whenever you, whenever you find, rather than looking everywhere, whenever you find something that makes sense to you, to your intellect, to your personality, and you think, yes, I understand this. Yes, it's making a difference in my life. Then you follow that until it takes you to wherever you want to get to. If it doesn't get to where you want it to get to, then you take it from there. Yeah, Because otherwise, you'll be searching the whole of your life. So, you have to find something that makes sense to you. And then you follow it until it takes you to where you want to get to. If it doesn't, then you can look at it. If you're developing as a human being, if you're becoming less affected, you're more happier, then you know it's working. So everyone has to make their own call. This isn't right for everyone. I'll tell you now, this subject. Any other clarifications? Yeah, still has a talk a bit louder.
2: You know when you talked about the extrinsic illusion, yeah, yeah, you said all three are present. Yeah. So for example, where the object, the illusion, and the medium appear together. I see myself, the reflection, and the medium, i.e., the mirror.
0: Yeah.
2: How does that work in relation to? myself from and in the
0: world. That's today's class. Um, <laughs> That's today's class. Okay. So, world, intrinsic and extrinsic illusion. We covered this, bit of this last week. So, this topic on illusions is probably the one of the most difficult topics to understand, yeah? It is one of the most difficult topics to understand. It takes a lot of effort to grasp it. It needs a lot of thinking. So what I will say is, if you don't get it now, don't worry about it. Come back to it again sometime in the future. When you have a bit more knowledge, a bit more capacity to think, and then take it up afresh. So, you know, it's not a big deal. You don't have to understand it to develop. So we asked about God last week. Who created the world? Who is God? Yeah, Tamish. Who created or who is God? I, I think the, the, it's not
3: who created the world. The world is God, it is it, the statement because God is the world and world is the God. There is no start or finish in reality.
0: So we said, but a layman person. That's your, uh, Damesh, that's your opinion from where you've studied and developed yourself. Yeah? But a layman person, who is God? You ask them, who is God? And he'll tell you who God is from his perspective. But who is God? I mean, someone asked who created the world. And someone said, God, G-O-D. Who is this G-O-D? Does that answer his question? It doesn't. God is unknown. God, God, the creator of this universe, whoever that may be, is unknown. By saying God created the world doesn't make it known. Because God is also unknown. You ask me a question. I'm going to Birmingham. I need to go to a town hall. Where's the town hall? I say it's next to the McDonald's. How does that help you? You've never been to Birmingham. You don't even know where the McDonald's is. How does that help you? It doesn't help you, does it? I'm answering a question with another unknown. So God represents the unknown. No one has an idea who is God. Who created the world? Answer, God. Who is God? He created the world. Don't you know? How's that an answer? And we fight in the name of God. Kill so many people in the name of God. God no one has seen. Whoever came up with that word has created a lot of trouble in the world. (laughs) Rather than saying we don't know, see so if we say God created the world we're separating God from the world we're giving him desires desire to create we're bringing him down to the level of a pot maker shoemaker God has desires and motives that's why he created the world placing limitations on his infinite being Why would he want to create this world? So the problem is we can't understand God. So in order to bring it to a level where we can understand it, our intellect, we make up these things about God is like this, God is like that, infinite being, all-pervading. We don't know who God is. And we have to come to that understanding, that conclusion. Words in the dictionary cannot be used to explain who God is. A language itself does not have the capacity to explain what God is. Who created the language? We did. So, we don't know who God is. Any idea why, how do we find out who God is?
1: By getting to the fourth state. Fourth state. To find out who we are.
0: Yeah. Truly. You're halfway there. Who are we?
1: We don't know yet. Is that right? Who
0: are we? What are we made up of?
1: The body, mind, and, and intellect. And? Uh, 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 Atman. Brahman.
0: Atman is Brahman. Brahman. So who are you? Brahman. You're Brahman and you've forgotten about it. And you're now acting in this world with your body, mind, intellect. forgotten who you really are. So how can you find out who God is? By becoming God. When you get to the fourth state, you identify with Atman, Brahman. You now understand what God is, who God is, because you are God. You're part of God. That's the only way you can find out. So all these books, all these lectures that we're studying is so that we can get to that state. Trying to explain to the dreamer in the dream world that you are not this dreamer in this dream world, you are a waker, and you give them all this information, knowledge, to say you are a waker. This is what we're doing. We're taking all this knowledge and information to help us get out of this illusion, this dream. And this is this this chapter, illusions, helps us to do that. Any questions? Two types of illusions are at play in this, the waking state. Intrinsic illusion and extrinsic illusion. An intrinsic illusion is what? Any idea? Anyone? Intrinsic illusion is where both the object and illusion do not appear at the same time. One either sees the original object or the illusion, but not both. The boy sees a ghost instead of a post. You see a post and not a ghost. You see either the post or the ghost, one or the other. You never see both. That is an intrinsic illusion. An extrinsic illusion. Sorry, I, I just remembered the uh, example Swamiji used to give. Something about, you see, he's a South Indian. When you see a South Indian, you can mistake him for Chatterjee or Mukherjee, but you can't mistake him for a Punjabi or Gujarati because South Indian is a particular, you know, he's tall, dark. So if you don't see him as Mr. Chattaji you might mistake him for another South Indian, Mr. Mukerjee but not somebody else. <laughs> You'll still be a South Indian. So, I mean, that's just, a, just I just remind, remind, reminded me of that example. So you see one or the other, you can't see both. You can't see Mr. Chatterjee and Mr. Mukherjee. Once you find out it's one or the other. So you either see the post or the ghost. An extrinsic illusion is where all three, the object, the illusion, and the medium that projects the illusion appear together. You see all three together. And as Sittl was asking, the example given, you stand in front of the mirror, what happens? You see the object, yourself, the reflection, the illusion and the medium that causes the reflection, which is the mirror. You see all three at the same time. That is an extrinsic illusion extrinsic illusion. Does everyone understand the difference between the two? One, you see one or the other. In the second one, you see both and the medium that's creating the illusion, like the mirror. So how do we apply this to the world? Because it's saying we're caught up in both these illusions. It's hard for us to understand because we're in it. We're in the illusion. So, another example. Boy steps on a rope in the dark and thinks it is a snake. He either sees the rope or the snake. He never sees both together. Intrinsic illusion, correct? Everyone agree? One or the other, intrinsic illusion. The property of the rope is four inch thick, six foot long blank. We said ABC, when the boy sees the snake, the properties is also four four inch thick, six feet long, black, it's the same, ABC. Both appear at the same time, the properties and the snake. He sees the snake because of the properties of the rope and the medium is the snake. Extrinsic illusion. Now, how does this apply to us in the world? This is what we're going to do now, cover now.
4: Really Human beings are caught up in both intrinsic and in- extrinsic illusions in the experience of the world.
0: The Big world. Thing. Hang on. Sorry. Humans, while experiencing the world, are caught up in both illusions. So this is where we all are in this illusion, we're lost in this illusion. This knowledge of self, Brahman, takes us out of this illusion. How? We're gonna find out.
4: The world appears to you as a pluralistic phenomenon of things and beings, as an infinite expression of time, space, and causation. But the entire world is nothing but Brahman, Brahman alone exists, but you see a world, not Brahman, like the boy seeing a snake and not the rope. You see a world where there is Brahman, that is the intrinsic illusion.
0: So saying we all see the world rather than Brahman. This is the intrinsic illusion. We all see the snake rather than the rope. Yeah, everyone understands that, yes? Because we covered it in the beginning. What is this world? It's Brahman. Why don't we see Brahman? Why do we see the world? Intrinsic illusion we're caught up in. Those who are self-realized see Brahman. They do not see the world like we do. Dimple, that's why your question was relevant today. Yeah, We see the world, not Brahman. Boy sees the snake, not the rope. Everyone with me? Yeah, we see the world, not Brahman, okay.
4: In the same phenomenon, there is an extrinsic illusion as well. Brahman is said to be eternal, all-pervading, infinite. You find these properties in the world as well. The world seems to have come from eternity and going into eternity. It is all-pervasive and its chain of causation runs into infinity. Thus, the world also appears to be eternal, all-pervading, infinite. You see the properties of Brahman clearly reflected in the properties of the world. The medium that has caused this reflection is the world itself. The moment the world appears, the three aspects of an extrinsic illusion show up. The two sets of properties, And the medium all appearing at one time. That is the extrinsic illusion.
0: What does that say? We can get that. You understand everything. He's saying the course in this extrinsic illusion. What's properties of Brahman? What is properties of Brahman? This is we have to do a little thinking. What are the properties of Brahman? Yeah, Migna?
5: All pervading, all knowing, um, present everywhere.
0: Infinite, Infinite. all pervading, eternal. Yeah, that's how we describe Brahman. What are the properties of the world? what is the three aspects that make up
4: the world it's the same 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 three properties
0: what is the aspects
4: three words that make up the world
0: is it
1: time space causation
0: time space causation exactly time is eternal from man is eternal space is all pervading Brahman is all-pervading, causation is never-ending, infinite, chicken produces egg, egg, produces chicken, chicken produces, infinite, what is Brahman, eternal, all-pervading, infinite, what is this world, time, space, causation, which is the same thing, what is the rope, four inches thick, six foot long, black, what is the snake, four inches thick, six foot long, black, the snake is the rope, same properties, this world is Brahman, same properties, as soon as the world is seen, you see the properties, time, space, causation, you see the properties, you see the world, all three exist, as soon as we see the world, we don't see Brahman, intrinsic illusion. Yes, as soon as you see the world, you don't see Brahman, intrinsic illusion. Brahman is all-pervading, infinite, eternal. These properties are also reflected in the properties of the world. The medium causing the reflection is the world itself. This is the extrinsic illusion. This is how it's explaining that this world is Brahman same properties. It's hard to get your head around this.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Extrinsic illusion. Brahman is all-pervading, infinite, eternal. This world is time-space causation. So those properties are reflected into the world. The medium causing the reflection is the world itself. Just like the snake is causing the reflection of the rope, the medium is the snake. Think about it. Any clarifications? Any Does everyone understand the qualities of Brahman, what we've described as? Infinite, all-pervading, eternal. Correct? Yeah, that's what we said Brahman was. Does anyone have a problem with understanding that this world is made up of time, space, and causation? We've covered it in the past. You take those three aspects out, there is no world. Take time out, take space out, take causation out. What's left? Nothing. Same properties as Brahman. To think about that. That's why this world is Brahman. Same properties. That's why the snake is a rope. Same properties. I'll read the next paragraph. Brahman is the one reality existing everywhere at all times. Brahman is Atman. The supreme self within it is ignorance of brahman the ignorance of self that projects the two illusions the non-apprehension of self causes the misapprehension of the world you do not see the supreme reality instead you see the world you also see the attributes of reality in the world The solid seeming world is a play of the illusions, a meaningless projection. Strive hard to get out of these illusions you are lost in. He said, to the credit of prevailing religions, that they have helped in removing one of the two illusions. At least they have succeeded in overcoming the extrinsic illusion. Undoubtedly, approach the reality but that is not reaching the reality. Vedanta takes you well beyond that, removes not only the extrinsic, but the intrinsic illusion as well. Provides you with the knowledge of the Supreme Self within. Both the illusions disappear. You apprehend the ultimate reality. You merge with Brahman. What causes the boy to see a snake instead of the rope? Shorban, you want to say something? What causes the boy to see a snake instead of the rope? Megna, Shorban? Not knowing that uh, the snake
5: exists
0: not knowing no what makes him see the snake and not the rope not knowing you're halfway there not knowing the rope exists yeah yeah not knowing the rope exists because that boy doesn't see the rope doesn't know the existence of the rope sees the snake Ignorance of the rope, no knowledge of the rope. The minute you shine a torch at the rope and he goes near it, instantly the snake disappears, correct? What does he see then? The rope. He now has knowledge of the rope. This isn't a snake, it's a rope. Similarly, why do we see this world instead of Brahman? Why do we see this world and not Brahman? Damesh.
3: It's a lack of knowledge.
0: Of oh. Brahman. Ignorance of Brahman. We see the world because we don't have knowledge of Brahman. The boy sees the snake because he doesn't have knowledge of the rope. When we receive the knowledge of Brahman, we begin to see Brahman and not the world. It is the ignorance of Brahman, ignorance of the self, that projects the illusions. We do not see the Supreme Reality, instead we see the world. It's the ignorance of the rope that projects the snake. Once the boy has knowledge of the rope, the snake disappears. Similarly, once we have knowledge of Brahman, the world disappears.
5: I wanted to clarify, the not seeing something and not knowing about something, is that the same thing? So in the instance of the boy, if he's never seen a rope before, he won't know it's a rope. But if he has seen a rope before and still thinks it's a snake, is that just because he can't see the rope?
0: Absolutely. He he may not know what a rope is, yes, but he knows what a snake is. That's why he sees a snake. Once he has knowledge of the rope, even if he doesn't know what a rope is, he knows it's not a snake.
5: And even if he does know what the rope is, he still sees a snake.
0: Once he knows that it's a rope, he won't see a snake. How will he see a snake?
5: But I mean, in like in the in his experience of in the past, seeing a rope at that moment, if he still hasn't played with a rope before or something, would he still know in that moment that he would still think that's a snake even though he knows what a rope is so is it the complete lack of rope like complete ignorance towards a rope never knowing what a rope is to then seeing the snake
0: both okay you can have so, apply that to both because he may know what a rope is but in the dark he may imagine it's a snake
5: yeah okay
0: when he finds out it's a rope he goes, oh it's a rope but if he has no knowledge of a rope he's never seen a rope before when, he underst- when they shine a light, at least he knows it's not a snake. Mm. You see? So he can work both ways. But now he knows where a rope is. because He's seen it. So it could be the first time even. So we see the world because lack of knowledge of Brahman. So it's saying because the help of religion extrinsic illusion has been removed we at least all know of God religions have taught us that there's something beyond there's a God but that doesn't mean we understand what God is so with the help of religion at least we understand, we know what God we have an idea of what what God is we have an idea that there's a rope you may have not seen rope So these are the two illusions we're caught up in. What we need to get out of. So this knowledge, pedantic knowledge, helps us remove both the illusions, intrinsic and extrinsic, by providing us with the knowledge of Brahman, the self. Then we become one with Brahman. Any questions? It's a lot to take in, I understand totally. I was in the same boat as you when I first came across it. So I don't blame you. Any clarification?
5: Um, So with what I just asked about the, the knowledge of the rope and what you see, in what way can we see Brahman in situations where in the future we'd be able to identify or is it that the knowledge itself will allow that to happen on its
0: own. The knowledge keeps in slowly, like from the, ta- take the first time you started these classes to now, you have knowledge of Brahman, isn't it? You see a friend or colleague on the road or um, someone you know behaving in a particular way, you understand that this is their vastness they're the same as me, Brahman. That's the help of this knowledge. You know, so slowly, slowly it seeps in until the final step of where it takes over 100%. It's a gradual, gradual, And you may have to go for many lifetimes to understand that. Any other clarifications? Sure speak loudly.
2: So this analogy of where all three are seen. Yeah. Where the object, the illusion, and the medium.
5: Yeah.
2: So what we've just covered, the medium is the world.
0: Yeah.
2: See the analogy of a mirror is quite simple in a sense, right? You you see your reflection you see the medium, which is the mirror, and you know that it's yourself. But in what we've just covered, so what, what is the object? So if the medium is the world, what's the illusion and the object?
0: So, does everyone understand her question? She said, it's easier to understand from a mirror point of view. Difficult to understand from this other perspective, and yes, it is difficult to understand because we're in it. The closest example is a mirror to explain this extrinsic illusion. So, what is the object in the mirror is you, correct? The mm-hmm. reflection is also you, the illusion.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And the medium is the mirror. So in the world, what is the illusion? Is the world. The object the original object is Brahman but you cannot see Brahman so you only see the properties reflected like you don't see this the rope but you see the properties of the rope on the snake you just don't recognize it's a rope yet so the properties of the world is the same as Brahman and and the whole removing this illusion getting knowledge of Brahman is so that you can see the object and not the illusion which here is the world.
2: So you're saying the object is Brahman?
0: Yeah. The original and, object is Brahman. Right.
2: And the illusion is the properties of Brahman,
0: reflective, which is the world. And the medium is the world. Does everyone understand that analogy? You see the world, the reflection, the illusion. See, when you see your face in the, when you see your face in the mirror, you know it's an illusion, isn't it? That's not really you. It is you, but it's your reflection. In fact, in the reflection, it, things are opposite, aren't they? You hold A, B, C, D up, it will reflect differently. So it's not real. Similarly, the world we see is not real. It's an illusion. Reflecting the properties of Brahman. Time, space, causation is a reflection of all pervading, eternal. What's the other one? All pervading, eternal, Infinite. infinite. Time space causation. So don't worry about it, you think about it. You won't get it in one class, it takes time.
4: Ruby. Self realization, God realization. Self realization, God realization comes in two stages. The earlier is partial realization known as Savikalpa, Samadhi, and the final is total realization, Nirvadikalpa, samadhi. A spiritual seeker attains partial realization when he removes the extrinsic illusion alone. In that stage, he is on the verge, but not experiencing total realization, since the intrinsic illusion still lingers. When he sees divinity in every object and being, all over in a sinner or saint, he sees God alone everywhere. He experiences the unifying divinity in the diversities of the world. No divisions, no demarcations, no denominations, only divinity. But the duality still remains. His individuality is there to recognize divinity everywhere. It is the state of Partial Realization.
0: They're saying what happens on the route to Self-Realization. It happens in two stages. The first stage is Partial Realization. This is when we overcome the extrinsic illusion. We understand this world is Brahman. We see Divinity, God, in all beings. We identify with God all around us, in all beings living but there are still a there is still a duality we still feel apart myself and god are separate different so this is partial realization the first stage is you see god in everything you see god in everyone you see a tree you see the sun you see other beings you understand this is god but there is still a separation between you and god you still feel God is separate from me you haven't reached that stage of where you feel I am God this is the first stage then the second stage
4: you- Vedanta takes the seeker beyond the state of partial realization to total realization of the supreme self by overcoming the intrinsic illusion as well. To Nirvikalpa Samadhi, in partial realization, the seeker is in a state of duality. He has no doubt brought the entire pluralistic phenomenon into a single mass of divinity. He finds God all over, but then there is the duality of himself and God. He sees God different from himself, and when he realizes the Supreme Self within, his individuality merges with divinity. The intrinsic illusion also vanishes. He becomes one with God, attains total realization, absolute enlightenment.
0: Through Vedantic knowledge, through contemplation, meditation upon this knowledge, it guides us to overcome the intrinsic illusion as well. Then we become one with God, self-realize, a state of total enlightenment. Then there is no difference between us and God. We understand we are God. You identify with the Atman Brahman within you. See, most religions have no idea of this concept that the world is an illusion. Most religions don't have this concept. If we evaluate religion, what is it? As we said, it's a message given by one person. Christ, Muhammad, Abraham. It's one person's message. We're not going into evaluating that message. They all said the same thing. But this is what religions are based on, one person's message. This subject is the account and experience of many sages throughout time, throughout history. And they're all communicating their different experiences, which is giving the same message. You are God. This is a dream world, dream state. The waking world is a dream state. Get out of this illusion and reach the fourth state. That's the message by all these great sages. Now, we can either believe it, And strife to it, or we can't, we don't have to. It's up to us. Any questions? Next topic is very interesting. We won't take it up today, but it says, Why do we see the the world and what's the difference between this world and God? Fascinating. You'll understand if you read the next. uh, Topic. It's saying four triangles, you put them together, what happens? What be, what it becomes? Four, if you put four triangles together, what does it become? Square. A, square. a square. Triangles have two 45 degree angle and a 90 degree angle. A square has four 90 degree angle. What's the difference? Namarupa, name and form, otherwise it's the same, four triangles makes a square, the difference is Namarupa, name and form, that's it, that's what the world is, Namarupa, Brahman and the world is the same thing, but just as the difference between four triangles and a square, that's the difference between the world and Brahman. There's many other examples like that to explain the difference. So we'll pick that up next week.
4: Any questions? Yeah, Ravi. Just reading the last two paragraphs. I mean, most people on the journey, especially now where where we are, we could work towards uh, near enough partial realisation, but i'm right in saying there's obviously still an extreme gap between partial and total because partial is obviously you you then you you now understand that every, you know, every being color creed or whatever is all part of the same you know entity as such you're you're part of that absolutely
0: so because of because of this what you've studied so far you have some understanding that this world and everything in it is brahman but you have the understanding but you're still affected by it because the understanding is not 100% and that's why you're still affected by it but theoret- theoretically you understand it theoretically understand this world everyone in it is brahman is god but you're still affected by it because you forget you identify with the body mind intellect after this class you'll identify the body mind intellect what did you say what did you call me why you, how dare you say that to me? You're affected. But right now in this class, you understand everything is the same. Why am I affected? <laughs> Once you click off Zoom, you'll start getting affected. So it's remembering that throughout your day, throughout your life, throughout everything you do, your experiences, then you reach partial realization. So for this minute, Ravi, yes, you're right, you have. Someone has put too much salt in the food. you You're affected.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I've put too much salt. (laughs) But then, I mean, for us, I mean, for someone like me who's, you know, like 50 or so, so it's still shaking off all, everything that I've gained up until now to understand this. So this knowledge, I mean, as you said, if it was available years, well, yeah, to a younger audience to then start and grasp, they obviously adapt better, wouldn't
0: they? What we're doing, it comes to you when you're ready. What we're doing is erasing everything you already think you know. All the conditioning that's happened through the last 30, 40 years, we're first erasing that and replacing it with this knowledge. So erasing all that, it takes time. All your misadventures, your misbeliefs, not your fault. So we have to erase all that. And then we have to replace it with this knowledge, this understanding. So that's why it takes longer.
4: No, I totally agree because it is when, as you said, you know, you're in the Zoom class now, so we're on that thought pattern. But when you get out there in life, you have to. The good thing about the knowledge is you do pause now, or I do pause now and think. But the old, um, you know, conditioning always comes into it first.
0: It takes time. It takes time and effort. Yeah, thanks both. Dimple, Tim, you had a question.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to say that even though we've started this journey later on in our life, um, we may not necessarily reach full realization in this lifetime, but we've started our journey and it will continue into our next, hopefully, into our next life. And at some point, we could possibly reach that state, but we've started the journey now we may not have started it when we were younger, like when I was 21, if someone had told me this, I would have been like, oh, whatever, you know, and just, I I wouldn't have been ready for that, for someone to tell me, but it's maybe through life experiences. um, And now I've reached into my forties that I've thought, hold on, and you backtrack and you think and contemplate on a lot of stuff that's happened to make you go on this journey at this point in your life. So it may not be in this life if we even reach halfway. It it it's going I think it's gonna be a long journey. And if we do reach it at this life, then it's, that'll be amazing, you know.
0: It's all based on your past karmas. We don't know who will, you know, but just continue and it'll happen. You're on the right path, right journey. Eventually it will happen. You'll get to your destination if you're on the right road. Yeah. So you get on the M1, eventually you will get to Manchester. Just continue driving. Same thing. You're absolutely right. But it comes to you when you're ready. You might tell someone else now who's older than you. If they're not ready, they won't understand. What are you talking about? So it takes many good karma, the cause for this effect of this knowledge. For you able to understand, and understand that it's important. That's based on your past karmas, nothing else. Any other clarifications? But you can see that it, it makes logical sense, and As you apply it in life, you will all automatically experience uh, more well-being, more mental peace, calmness, more forgiving, more tolerant to people, to situations. You understand this is the world. This is how it is. You're less affected. Where you can help, you help. Otherwise, you understand cause and effect. person suffers. He's put in bad, he's done bad bad karma and this is for this to happen to him. He has to go through it. You know, why me? We don't know what he's done in the past. If Hitler was here now suffering, would you feel sorry for him? You don't know what he's done in the past. You just see an old man suffering. But well, what has he done in the past? You don't know that. okay thank you for staying awake (laughs) so we finish this chapter next week and then we talk about God the supreme God get into what God is and the qualities of God in more detail and then we finish the book last chapter is that thou art. You are God. So you've understood everything up to then. You followed it. You understand it. Now it tells you you are God. That's it. You're there. Okay, Wednesday. We'll have group discussion. I'll avoid going to a gym Wednesday morning. (laughs) And... um, Any questions, please post it by Tuesday lunchtime, and we'll discuss it on Wednesday. Thank you, have a lovely Sunday.